0: Hi there, Selena Kulkarni here with another episode of the Freedom Warrior podcast. I help business owners catapult their income from property by sharing unconventional strategies and insights that will shave decades off your timeline to freedom so that you can be free to pursue your passion and purpose. Each week I share with you the strategies, expert interviews and people's stories around the topic of wealth and financial freedom. Today, I really want to unpack for you in absolute terms why alternative investments are a game changer in the current environment. Quite frankly, there are many Australians who are relatively complacent right now about the current economic situation. Um, And many are saying, you know, Australia's dodged a bullet. But, you know, in my experience, in, in all the things that I'm reading, I definitely feel the worst is yet to come. And so positioning from a wealth and finance perspective is super important no matter how successful or how resilient you think your business is. Now, for those of you who want more help uh, with understanding how to tackle the world of alternative investments, please head over to my uh, website, freedomwarrior.com.au, where you can access my library of free resources, videos, and other tools to help you on your pathway to financial freedom. Now, let's uh, let's dive into the show. So, look, guys, I, I've actually uh, – I've always had a real keen interest in what is happening economically. I don't really like the fact that lots of people scaremonger and use that as a way to get leverage on people, to get them to take certain action. But what I would say to you is that, you know, I don't think anyone has a crystal ball. I don't think anyone can predict with accuracy – what is going to happen over the next um, two, three, four, five, ten years. Um, what I would say to you, though, is that uh, when I look at economic reporting around the world right now and also here in Australia, there was something that really stood out to me over the last month. So obviously we've, uh, we've just made it through Christmas. Uh, obviously Sydney and New South Wales uh, faced some pretty serious lockdowns and, you know, the expectation was there was going to be a bit of a blip in terms of dropped retail spending over that Christmas period. Um, obviously, it's been very stressful and unfortunate for people who are hoping to really um, make some gains through that Christmas period. But I have to say one of the things that really stood out to me was that if you look at all of the reporting or the bulk of the reporting that comes out of newspapers and other media sources over – you know, uh, throughout Australia, it, they tend to be favouring more optimistic news. There's definitely a lot of headlines talking about, you know, that we're we're on the road to recovery, that there are projects in the pipeline that will pull Australia through this, that our unemployment rate isn't quite where other countries have risen to. But I think the um, the really interesting thing that I wanted to kind of you know, encourage you to look at for yourselves. Is that if you if you zoom out of just the local Australian uh, media reports and look at what is happening globally, the first thing you notice is that the uh, the global economic perspective is significantly gloomier than ours. Um, you know, I think the two things to bear in mind is we don't know what will happen in the future, but there are two things to consider. Number one is. How the COVID virus itself is managed over the coming uh, weeks, months, years uh, by governments in terms of, you know, the disease itself, that will obviously have one impact. And then the second impact is how governments and world leaders respond to creating economic stimulus and managing debt to kind of counteract or balance that out. Now, it could well be true that, you know, some countries will fare better than others. And certainly in Australia, I think, you know, we've been a bit late, but we've, we've you know, seem to have managed things relatively well up until now. But, you know, if, if you look at the polls at the moment, there are definitely more business owners who are concerned about the economics of this disease rather than the health cost at the moment. Um, and so... Where I'm going with all of this is that economics are one thing and, you know, there are so many reports that contradict each other in terms of telling us what will happen in the future. But for reasons that I'm about to describe, if you are not focused on your own personal wealth management and increasing the stability of your investment portfolio right now, I think you are going to really struggle in the coming years Now there's a lot of talk at the moment about a spike in the property market and while I think that's terrific, um, I also get the sense that part of that is a flurry of activity of people just desperate to get into homes. Um, The supply of homes has certainly dropped um, but I don't know if that is necessarily representative of a sustainable, um, you know, rosy picture for the real estate world. I mean, it it could go in any direction, in my opinion. Uh, It's still very, very early days. But the reason that I want to really outline why I feel alternative investments are a game changer in the current environment is that regardless of what happens economically, there is a subsection of investments which will uh, basically have a much higher immunity to the volatility which is coming down at the moment um, and which will continue to provide dividends and cash flow regardless of what happens. Now, I should explain the reason, the primary reason that alternative investments just don't have that exposure to volatility is number one, they sit in a particular subsection of the market where They don't rely on organic capital growth. So firstly, they don't require a rising market. They are assets which don't appreciate massively over time. But what they do do is offer a relatively high cash flow for assets which are in high demand by a large percentage of the population. So we're talking predominantly affordable housing, but not, you know, not talking about properties where you're a slumlord, but predominantly where you or I or the average person could live. So the thing is that if you think about um, housing as one of the bare necessities required to live comfortably, um, the truth of the matter is whether the economy goes up, down or sideways, people still need somewhere to live. And if you're able to tap into that sector of the market which is not too far at either end of the spectrum, then you're going to put yourself in the position where you are likely to survive the, you know, the, I guess, the the turbulence around people wanting to change homes because either they can't afford it or that they're unhappy with the standard of homes that they're in. Now, if I kind of circle back um, to why I'm so passionate about alternative right now, Apart from the fact that they are phenomenally well positioned to uh, withstand economic turbulence, uh, number one, the deal size for alternative is significantly smaller. Um, bottom line, I can find deals to park 20,000 bucks into, um, 50,000 bucks, 100,000 bucks, 250,000 bucks, like whatever, like, but you know. I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that you don't need vast sums of money to do these deals. And so that by itself what that does is it gives you an enormous capacity to diversify both geographically across different deals, across different strategies, with different deal makers, with different returns, different liquidity points and and so as an investor what you're doing is you're planting more seeds and giving yourself much more chance to Um, I guess, de-risk your overall portfolio. Um, The exciting thing as well is in those deals, because of the fact that um, there's such small sums of money that I don't need the banks. Now, the truth of the matter is money is damn cheap at the moment. It's really, really cheap, which is exciting. Um, And most investors are, you know, they're somewhat excited. But I can tell you, I've spoken to tens of investors over the last few weeks and they are really stressed that they just can't get any more money out of the banks. The banks are being relatively conservative. Loans are taking forever to process. Um, you know, I myself have just gone through a bit of a refinance on a few loans, and uh, I think we started the process in March, and we've only just signed off the paperwork. So things are moving really slowly. So you know, given the friction and the pain around dealing with banks. Um, What's exciting about the alternative is that you just don't need to deal with the banks and, in fact, if you're working with reputable deal makers, if you're partnering with reputable people, they are the ones who have those epic relationships, long relationships with, you know, really high-level bankers and they will leverage your money in order to get better returns. So that's a super exciting uh, aspect of alternative right now. The second thing that I want to point out is – The, you know, the reality is that if you look at the sorts of returns that you get in the alternative space in contrast with what you get in traditional property, in many cases, we're talking five times, if not more, higher than what we get from a cash flow point of view with traditional. Now, here's the thing. If we're talking about traditional property in a normal, buoyant market, a happy market, then it's really hard to Get the same returns in alternative because of the fact that it's uh, you know, you're using leverage to exponentially increase your returns. But if the market isn't rising, if there's uncertainty, if there's volatility, or forgetting all of that, if you simply just want cash, because as we know, cash is king, then you're not gonna be able to do it effectively in local real estate. You need alternative where You're not focused so much on the capital growth, you're focused on the cash flow to really catapult your investing returns. So, if you can take a small percentage of your portfolio and 5x the cash that you earn on that money, it makes a significant impact to not only your um, timeline to financial freedom, but also your capacity to weather any future storms in the rest of your portfolio. I think the third thing that I want to really focus in on here is that um, once you build your network of trusted advisors, of people who have access to those premium deals, you never have to go chasing deals again. Um, The amount of uh, time that I used to waste finding deals, chasing deals, trying to outbid somebody else. I mean, it's such a huge friction point for business owners that often investing gets thrown on the back burner because we simply can't muster up the time, energy and enthusiasm to go chasing deals. And so instead what we do is we we have to engage other professionals and just hope they have our best interest at heart. You know, buyers, agents, um, you know, God forbid, financial planners, all those other professionals who um, allegedly have our best interests at heart, but we we effectively have to relinquish decision-making and power to somebody else because there just isn't enough deal flow, enough good deal flow out there to justify spending the time. So what's awesome for me about the alternative space is it is a very closed and private network. The number of people in that space is very small, relatively speaking, it is not easy, I might add, to find the good people, but if you've got a system for vetting the good people and you tap into them, then what happens is that they become your partners, you know, for the next 10, 20, 30 years. Um, you never have to go chasing deals because they go and do that for you. Um, so, you know, it's it's for me, those relationships have been a, a huge game changer. So just to recap why I'm passionate about alternative right now is there's that lack of exposure to volatility delivers epic cash flow. Deal sizes are small. I can still leverage, uh, still access leverage through the people I do the deals with. Um, I don't need to talk to the banks. My property income explodes by a multiple of five times or more. And you know once I've got my network in play, I don't waste time. So, uh, you know, investing becomes this really fun space because I can just play with deals. You know, I'm I'm thinking about deals long before I have the money to actually put the money in. So, look, if speed to goal matters to you, then my suggestion to you is that you absolutely have to look at the alternative investing space. Um, you know, there's, there's a ton of resources on the website, so please go and check those out. But something that some of you might find useful, and I just want to make sure I have the right link for this, Uh, I did a live training in uh, December, so just a week or so ago, and I'm happy to give you guys access to the training uh, for at least a a couple of weeks or so. Uh, It's at freedomwarrior.com.au forward slash live, L-I-V-E dash training. So if you go to that link, you will find my uh, training that I did, which really unpacks some of what I've said in a bit more detail. Um, So look, guys, you know, this idea of um, understanding the world of alternative, of understanding your investment options, it's so important. Um, I genuinely feel with what's going on right now, it is the calm before the storm. It is super important to be thinking about you know, how you're positioned. Are you going to fare well if the turbulence lasts another decade? Um, If you know another business owner who you think could be struggling with their wealth creation or who is looking for an easier pathway to financial freedom, maybe they don't want to rely on the sale of their business, then please uh, share this podcast with them. Um, You know, tell them about the podcast tell them about the resources um, because I I think it would be great to create uh, an army of people out there who get this stuff and who understand that financial freedom doesn't have to be the long, arduous pathway into your 60s. Um, You know, it's a train station which you can arrive at decades before that if you do the right thing and you look for investment opportunities that support the building of cash flow. So guys, that's all I'm gonna cover off today. I hope you've really enjoyed today's podcast. As always, um, please don't forget to subscribe, uh, leave me some comments and uh, look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Freedom Warrior podcast and a few things before you take off. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could rate and review my podcast to help more people find it. Also, each week I send out a unique email newsletter where I share some of the most cutting edge and interesting things I've found during the week to help you on your journey to financial freedom. And finally, if you're interested in fast tracking towards being financially free, please check out my programs where I help you get onto the path of generating a significant six figure passive income through investing. If you're interested, head over to freedomwarrior.com.au to find out if it's suitable for you. Till next time, take care. See you on the next episode and bye for now.